Welcome to the Film Coterie. I am Roger. I'm Adam. And this is episode number 63 for the week of November the 2nd, 2018. We are back, folks. It's been a little while. Yes, we have been on a whirlwind, worldwide, <laughs> circling <laughs> circling Columbus tour, and then to Vegas and back, right? One of us, yes. <laughs> so, Adam... It's, I don't know who I am. It's been a couple. It's been a couple weeks since we've podcast. What's been going on, man? What's wh- what has been happening in your world? Well, right before I I took off to Vegas because uh, my business partner got married out in Utah in Zion National Park. We had the Nightmares Film Festival. We're gonna recap that. We're gonna do a separate episode. Yep. So definitely check that out if you want to hear how Nightmares went this year. Yep. You probably already heard it if you listen to this podcast, and it it turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we're just getting back into the swing of things. We I have screeners every night this week, um, so catching up on all the fall movies that are coming out. Yeah, absolutely, and we're excited to jump back at it. Um, I, I I like I said, we we uh, recapped Nightmares Film Festival in a, in an earlier episode, and that was a lot of fun. But I'm ready to jump into the fall. See, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. There's a lot that's out there. You need to see Halloween. Halloween. You need to see Suspiria. Yes, that would have been the, that would not have been the first two I would have thought of. <laughs> that's the first two. I'm I thinking think. maybe First Man, and you know, I need to see First Man too. <laughs> maybe what? There's another one that made 150 million dollars this month. What was it? Venom. Venom. I saw Venom. A Star is Born. And I saw A Star is Born. So and then Halloween's on track to make yeah. well over 150 million. So. But we're into November, and, and Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away, and we're heading into Oscar season, you know, from about, oh, Thanksgiving on, right, is Oscar season when all the... Yeah, and it's not just that. There's a lot of big-budget movies coming out. So you got Fantastic Beasts 2, yep. Aquaman, Mortal Engines. I mean, there's a lot of stuff right A lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff that's coming out, and uh, it's just kind of nice. It seems like life is settling down a little bit, and we're ready to get into a nice run of movies here, and uh, should be a lot of fun, absolutely. So what have you, um, have you seen anything on the small screen you've enjoyed? Uh, I really like The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. You're um, like the third person that has that are my friends that are kind of into the scary stuff that has loved that show. I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, people have called it the spooky version of This Is Us. I've not seen This Is Us, so I can't really make the comparison, but there's a lot of family tragedy and drama. Okay. And ghosts, you know, yeah. as you will in a haunted house. Yep. Uh, Sabrina's actually a lot of fun. That just came on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Who knew that there could be a satanic high school drama that I needed in my life? And <laughs> it's that. It's fun. Now, now is this a reboot? Is this is this? So re- Sabrina started life as an Archie spinoff in the comic okay, book world. Okay, the there Teenage we go. Witch. Yep. There's been various cartoons or other shows. This is the new version. A little dark. The devil's in it. Um, it's it's fun. I, so this is this, out. this is how old and dated I am. So this really has nothing to do with the whole Sabrina Vampire Hunter thing, right? <laughs> that, that that wasn't there a series of movies or something? Buffy, <laughs> Buffy, that's Buffy. right. Sabrina's I, a witch. Buffy's the Vampire Hunter. I, I think these just all look the same to me. Yeah. I must be getting old or something, Adam. But they kind of all Archie and 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 Buffy and and Sabrina. They just kind of all, you know. Feel like they should be on their home in CW land, but they're actually on Netflix. So. On Netflix, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Black Phillip would approve of the show. 
he's in the show, kind of. So okay, all right, absolutely. Uh, for me personally, I have not had a whole lot of time to watch anything. To be honest with you, uh, we've just been crazy busy and um, uh, had battled some sickness, a little bit of health issues for about a week, but uh, doing much better now. And uh, um, and you then were, this, you were healed at nightmares. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and uh, and then this little thing called Red Dead Redemption Two came out, and uh, so I've been all my screen time at home has been uh, with an Xbox controller in my hand. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, we have a movie to review tonight: The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, uh, the holiday movie from Disney. Yeah. So why don't we take a break and listen in on a little bit of the Nutcracker, Disney's. Uh, version of it and then we'll come back and give your thoughts on it you're listening to the film coterie merry christmas clara godfather your gift this year will be something you'll never forget most people don't realize there are troubled realms within our world and you Hold the key to their secrets. Remember, Clara, nothing is as it seems. All right, and that was a little taste of, yeah, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms by Disney. And this is their holiday film, I guess, you know. and uh, For Thanksgiving, yeah. Know, Thanksgiving and... Uh, um, well, Wreck It Ralph is coming too. This is their live action. Yes, their live action, and uh, I, I have—I'll say this to this point: I have enjoyed um, some of the live action stuff they've done. I've been a fan of it. I know you haven't, but <laughs> but um, I didn't mind Jungle Book. Cinderella was okay. You were not a fan of Beauty and the Beast. I remember no. that, I, and I liked it a lot. So yeah, yeah. So I've been a fan of Jungle Book and and Beauty and the Beast, and so I've liked these live action ad- adaptions. Um, but this is not based on but one of their this old is properties. Not, yeah, this, this is the new yeah. IP that some exec said, "Hey, we need to make Nutcracker." Yeah. But you know, this has been you know this is shown a lot in ballet form here locally in Columbus every year. Well, and, everywhere, well, it's everywhere. Nutcracker. Yes, it's the Nutcracker. <laughs> it's not a regional thing, <laughs> exactly. And um, uh, you know, Disney decided let's put our spin on it. Let's do a Disney-fied ver. If there if there was ever been a movie, let me just say it from the beginning that has been Disney-fied. It is the Nutcracker here, and not necessarily always in the best way. So, give me your initial thoughts, Adam, on the Nutcracker and what you thought. We even we even took a couple younger younger kids with us to the to the screening. Yeah, we wanted a gauge of the younger crowd. I mean, this may be the movie may not be for us, maybe for them. So right. we just wanted a range of opinions. And- and I always want to go in open-minded. Yeah. Just because the movie's not for me does not make it a bad movie whatsoever, you know? And so I wanted to gauge the audience reaction. Plus, we, I ended up taking my daughter and her best friend with us as well, too. And But they're older teenagers. We're talking juniors in high school. So it wasn't—I don't even think this is even their niche market of film either. But the, it's Disney, and, you know, they wanted to go see it. So uh, initial thoughts about, about The Nutcracker. I can't even beat around the bush. I, I thought it was just expensive and dull. I mean, it's it's pretty damn dull. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm not going to disagree with you. It's very slow in the beginning, 
and um, doesn't, you know, it's just, it's just not, I mean, some of the costuming was nice. That's a positive thing I could say about it. And there was one short actual ballet scene in the film that I particularly kind of liked, even though it was very absurd and, and a lot and used for exposition purposes. <laughs> there was a lot of unnecessary exposition in this movie, a lot of telling you about what's happening. Yeah, I mean, that was running through my head. So here's the crazy thing. If you were to comp this against any other Disney movie, I'd bring up the two Alice in Wonderland movies, the live action ones. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where it falls in quality wise for the story. There is so much exposition in this movie, it's it's almost incomprehensible. The movie opens and there's the dad explaining what happened to her mom. And then they go to a party. These aren't spoilers. They go to a party and then the toy maker explains again what happened to her mom. Yeah. So then she has a Narnia moment and she goes into a wardrobe and she's in the four realms and they explain what happened to her mom. <laughs> it's a complete Narnia ripoff. And then they explain yeah. about the four realms. And then this is the one that really blew my mind. After they explain the four realms, they put on a whole ballet and explain the four realms again. Yeah. And at this point, you're like 45 minutes into the movie. Oh, yeah. Nothing has happened. Yep. And it's just been all this exposition, which is crazy in a kid's movies because kids don't care. I mean, look at the book, Alice in Wonderland. They don't explain anything. She goes on this adventure. Just yeah. show us. Just yeah. give us the adventure. And give us some action. Give us comedic bits. Give us comedic timing. Give us... Give us something to even care about in this. In this, the, the, the characters the, are paper thin. The, the paper thin, and, and and the lead. And that's being generous. You know, the lead character. You never ever feel like she's ever threatened. There's no, yeah. no. She's never in any sense of danger whatsoever. That's what makes these classic Disney films and classic children's stories. There has to be stakes involved, real heart stakes, and this is just dull, flat. Um. Just, just, just bad. Just, just not good. The lesson yeah. is muddy. Uh, she doesn't really grow as a character. Not only is it muddy, it's a giant two-ton mud ball <laughs> yeah. from the very first time. I mean, the very first time she's handed, you know, all three of the kids are given gifts by their late mother. It's amazing how she had the fortuitousness to to know to give them gifts on Christmas Eve. And, you know, she receives her gift and... You know the the opening line is meant to it's meant to make you make you think she's talking about something else, but in reality it's obvious what the whole plot's going to be. From it's a big two ton mud ball that they throw at you, you know. And I mean, even my daughter and her friend, they were like, "Yeah, from the first time she said the phrase, we knew exactly what was happening." And then she said it three more times during the movie, you know. <laughs> And just plot-wise, she's chasing a key. She gets to the four realms, and she goes to this one realm and doesn't get the key. And she goes back and doesn't get the key. Then she goes there and gets the key. And then the finale's in the same realm. The only time you ever see any of the other realms is in this weird... Montage. Montage that's inserted into the ballet sequence, kind yeah. of out of order. So to, to try to explain how the four realms all got set up. Honestly... The nicest thing I could say is this movie feels like someone put a gun to someone's head and said, write a Nutcracker movie. Yeah. There's no passion here. No, no. one no one was thrilled to make this movie. No. I, I got to, you know, and and even, you know, the, uh, um, what was the, the dark, the forgotten realm, the um, the bad realm? What was it called? I, 
Anyway, the amusement. St- no, anyway, the land of amusement. Yeah, you know, there's, you know, it's like there's a big plot twist, and now we're going to go invade that land. But there's never, we've never seen anything. That land's completely wasteland and dead. It's mud and trees. Why would you want to even mud trees and mice? <laughs> why would you want to even invade that? There's no need to invade that land. No, yeah. you can't. There's, you can't think about this you movie. Can't Nothing makes of, any sense. You can't think about it. The villain has no real motive. Yeah, and Kira Knightley, I'm sorry, but that voice was like nails on the chalkboard. She's just doing this, not Marilyn Monroe, but baby doll voice. Yeah. And it, it's grating. Uh, it's bad. It's one of those things you wonder like halfway through, like, oh, man, we got to stick with this because we started doing it. And it was a wrong choice. Yeah, I agree. And the other two leaders of the realms are, are barely even dealt with in the movie. I mean, there's no characters. Even the Nutcracker himself is... No story arches, nothing. There's he's no... He's not even a MacGuffin or a plot yeah, device. No he, plot device. barely a sidekick. Yeah, who's actually sent away in the moment of need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, it, it it's just it's just sad. I mean, you know, you know, is this a movie I probably would have went and paid to go see? And if it was just me, I wouldn't go see this anyway. I'd probably wait till it came out on DVD and watch it or whatever on on streaming video with the kids over Christmas or something. But you know, so we didn't have to pay to see this. We got we we went with our with our press passes, which we're very appreciative for. But it, it was like, ah, oh, you know. That was a slog to sit through. And I can't figure out who it's made for. If I don't you, know who. If you were to put this on in your living room with some younger kids, they're going to wander out after 10 minutes. When there's, my, there's no humor. There's no real slapstick. Yeah. And, when my, and no, when my two daughters are complaining about how bad the, CG, how bad the CGI is, that it's got to be really bad if they're noticing the, how bad the CGI is. It was the design of the CG. It wasn't, I mean, it's expensive. I mean, I, I don't even know how much Disney spent on this. They didn't go cheap. And it's not like it was cheap CG. It was just poorly designed. Yeah. The only reaction that the kid that the crowd got was from the mouse in the movie, and that was really kind of just a cheap "let's play on your emotions" yeah. kind of thing, you know. Um, we we try. We don't like to be down on movies, but this is just all around. This is really really bad in my opinion. And you know, you may you may watch it and love it. Um, but I was even disappointed. I thought to myself, well, I can sit through a bad movie, but just give me a great Nutcracker score. Yeah, they don't even do that. And they don't even do It's just like mute. It's like muted in the background. They hint at it. Yeah. It, it, it's, they don't even give you a good score. It really seems like they said, we want you to write a Nutcracker movie, but we want a Harry Potter score and a Harry Potter feel to this movie. And then throw some Narnia into it. And throw some Narnia into it. And yeah, we'll have a hit. It might have been written by an, an algorithm for as much as we oh know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, it's a head scratcher. So I'm actually curious to see the cinema score on it because, like I said, I don't know who it's made for. Parents are going to be bored out of their minds. Kids are going to be unengaged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought Wrinkle in Time might be the low point for Disney this year, but. No. I think I enjoyed that more. I enjoyed Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time, as, as big of a, uh, of a dumpster fire that movie was, was better than this. So there, we're not going to recommend a Nutcracker. <laughs> no, I cannot um, recommend it. It's bad. <laughs> it's hard for me to say what you should go see instead because all the really good movies out right now are R. Yeah. Um, so families are in a tough spot until, I know Fantastic Beasts 2 is coming. The Grinch looks funny. 
Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph too. My daughter and her friend talked about it all the way down there. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph two should be good. So I mean, I would just hold off and, and go see someone else with your family than the Nutcracker. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the film coterie is going to have to pass on the Nutcracker. Diamond hard pass. Yeah, it's 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 not great, but uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, wrap this podcast up. We'll come back and kind of preview uh, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks, what we have to look forward to. You're listening to the Film Coterie. We'll be right back. sufficiently get you down with I hope our you're not I hope you, yeah please don't be too depressed listening audience <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff coming so yes there um, is that's something to get your hopes up they are showing fantastic beasts too early we already got our, our press dates so that's a good sign that's a vote of confidence in the movie yep um, we got aquaman mortal engines um as we said earlier wreck it ralph 2 and um grinch i mean there's a lot of movies coming out and then I haven't even done a deep look at all the award-winning. There's a out bunch. There. I'm starting to see Some posters. Real contenders, yeah. So I'm starting to see posters. Creed 2. I'm excited yep, for Creed it. 2. Uh, we're going to see Boy Erased, or at least I am. I don't know if you're yep. joining me tomorrow I, night. I, I, I don't know if I'll get to make that or not. I I need to try to catch up with um, First Man. I've got to go see that. I need it to gets, see First Man I want to well. go see it in IMAX before it gets out of the theaters. And, I'm uh, seeing Halloween again this weekend. I and I want to see, see Halloween 2. Yeah, it's not It's not Halloween. It's Halloween 2. It's just Halloween. Isn't it the sequel? It's Halloween 2018 in parentheses. <laughs> okay. It's the third movie in the franchise just called Halloween. Well, I rewatched the original Halloween and had a blast with it. So I'm looking forward to the... Uh, to the new one, so and I absolutely love Suspiria. Um, it's going to be really divisive, but I want to catch that again on the big screen. So awesome! Well, Adam, how can folks find this on the social interwebs? Uh, best place is always Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash filmcoterie. We also use the same handle on Twitter and Instagram. If you just go to at filmcoterie, you'll find us. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Film Coterie. We'll see you next time at the movies.